Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We are coming at you live on a Saturday. Tonight is the night uh, that Punk Walk is going to make its debut at the Honey Tree Meadery. And we are excited to speak with their executive chef, Grant Smith. And uh, this interview is a little interesting because we got through about 25 minutes of the interview and the sound was just so bad that we had him switch over to his cell phone and that's where we pick up the interview, right in the middle of uh, a conversation. So hopefully get you cut up. It's a fun talk. Uh, if you don't know who Grant Smith is, this is a good introduction. You can go to our YouTube page or our Facebook page and you can watch the entire video. It's about an hour long, but the first 20, 25 minutes you can hear, but it's it's just not great. So I cut it out from the audio version, and hopefully um, this is this is a little bit better uh, once we got to the iPhone. And I think it's interesting, so I hope that you're able to listen to this and enjoy it. We are um, excited to be offering on Brandon's book club this month. We're going to be talking about Anthony Bourdain. And we're going to be talking about his book, Kitchen Confidential. We'd love for you to join the conversation as we continue to talk about everything he discusses in the book. I want to do a Zoom call at the end of August with as many chefs and people as you can who want to give their take on that book. I think it should be a lively discussion based around everything that's been happening in the industry. We're also going to be doing a talking shift one week from today or one week from tomorrow. It's a Sunday, August the 1st. We are announcing the guest hosts on Monday, so stay tuned for that. We need to talk to you today. Uh, we're going to go back to talking about Charpier's Bakery. No on brand today because we're doing a Saturday show. But Charpier's Bakery, they're celebrating 35 years of delivering fresh baked bread and desserts to your restaurant six days a week. Aaron Moso over there is making sure that they are delivering the best quality bread. And if you want to make your own bread, they'll make it for you and deliver it for you. They also do 130 different types of bread right now check them out at sharpies.com that's c-h-a-r-p-i-e-r-s.com and you can see pictures check them out online see what you want but fresh baked bread delivered to your restaurant every day is so much better than buying frozen bread from a broadliner i mean get your bread support this local company her father started the company this is the owner's daughter he passed away a couple years ago and she has been maintaining this business and she is uh, she's an amazing, amazing person. So if you want to support local and you want to have fresh bread, check out Sharpier's Bakery. You can contact them at 615-356-0822. Or you can follow them. Go on the uh, on Instagram. You can follow them at Sharpier's Bakery. They are doing amazing, amazing things. So check out this episode. Hope you enjoy it. We will be back on Monday with a brand new episode with the Back of House people, we're going to be talking about technology and restaurants, and this is going to be a fun episode. So if you're a restaurant industry person, uh, Nashville Restaurant Business Radio is coming at you this Monday. You're going to love it. Back of the House. Let's jump in right now with Grant Smith. So we are switching out right now. We're going to have Grant uh, going from his iPhone. We're going to try this again. He's coming back at us here. There we go. Grant? Better? Worse? Perfect. So much better. 
All right, I'm gonna step outside. It'll be better. And now you can like be free. All right. Is it better out here? Does it sound all right? Yeah. You're, you sound a lot better. Yeah, and okay. we can hear you now. Well, I'm terribly sorry that that's happened. <laughs> no, it's like okay. Said, it's probable. I'm not very savvy with that, so I'm, you know, my fault. It's all I'm good, man. I mean, this computer. I get it. I get it. I get it. You guys want me to buy a Mac? I'll get a Mac. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have a Mac. <laughs> I don't either, but I do desperately want one. I can't afford one, dude. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I did just get a new Microsoft Surface Pro, and I love it. All right. Something to keep on keep in mind, man. Yes, can you draw great. on that one? Is that the one you can draw on? Yeah. That's what's up, That's Costco, what man, the bundle. You get a, uh, you get the pen and the whole thing. You know, it's a good deal. All right. Well, I'm all about it. I mean, in my little town, that's all we got. It's a Costco and a Walmart. So I'm, <laughs> I'll head on down. Well, good. Well, hey, now I feel like I can talk to you. This is great. All right. I, that makes me feel a lot better. I'm really sorry that was going on. I know that's kind of annoying. No, part. technology's fault, not your fault. It's fine. I blame Elon, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Elon's at fault for most things. <laughs> oh, goodness. Jen, what do you got for him? Well, so I guess I want to know, like, where you're um, – well, I have two questions. So my husband and I, as well as our uh, business partners, own an Asian restaurant. And my husband is Japanese. Um, and the couple that owned it prior to us are Korean. And so it's like a Korean, Japanese, American fusion place. And like we got this awful Yelp review of this guy from New York. And he was like, this isn't Asian food. You're bastardizing it. How could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and he was like trying to correct pronunciation through the Internet, which was, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess like I wonder how you feel about that because i think i love that asian food is now having like a renaissance in the city i think it's so important and i think my husband's from seattle too and so when he moved here about 11 years ago too he was like there's nothing so i think it's so cool that we have all of these options now but i know inevitably those critics are going to come right so yeah. what are your thoughts on those critics my thoughts on those critics are kind of Along the same lines as just my thoughts on uh, Americanized Chinese food. I mean, come on, let's not kid ourselves. If you're from here, there's a restaurant near your town or in your town, in your city that you went at, that you love. And there's nothing wrong with trying new things. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with um, expressing yourself, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with taking something and sort of making it your own. I mean, after all, isn't that a recipe? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like if you if you love like Cantonese, like super, super traditional Cantonese stir fry, like add the things that are around you to it. That's mm -hmm. what they would be doing anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't like, I just don't hate so much. I worry about the critics I do and I know they're coming and they're going to eat me alive. But at the very same time, it's just like, hey man, I'm just, I'm making food that I like. I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's going to be different. And yes, it's, it, sometimes it's not going to be super traditional. And yes, sometimes you're going to look at it and be like, what was that guy thinking? And I might look at that same dish at that same time and think, what was I thinking? But mm -hmm. that is growth. That is knowledge. That is, you know, at the end of the day, just providing something for someone. And yeah. isn't that why we cook? Isn't that why we put that that beer down on the bar? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we just, we're that type of people. I want to cook. It's the food I like. It's the food I want to eat most days. If I'm hungry, sitting at home, 
I'm like, okay, like, a, you know, that's what I want to eat. So that's what I want to cook. And why not? And if it changes, it changes. And that's okay. It doesn't have to change everywhere. It's just changing in that one little spot. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But mm -hmm. I'm just out here trying to do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. My husband's always like, we're in Brentwood, Tennessee. Like, what are they expecting that like, you know, and of, you know, this was also not uh, an Asian person that was complaining. It never um, is. It never is. <laughs> well, no. it's interesting because in the wine world, you know, one of the things that we have to constantly do as artists and chefs and people in restaurants is we have to constantly innovate and do something different. And we went to Kisser the other night and in the dessert they had cucumber. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about this, but it was good. Like it was different and it was good. Every table loved it. And I thought somebody had to think like with this white chocolate and blueberry and sesame, like that they're going to put cucumber in here. And I just love the creativity. And in the wine world in Italy and Tuscany has some of the best soil, the best places to grow grapes. So that's where the Sangiovese grape grows. And that's where you have these Brunello di Montalcinos, the Rossi di Montalcinos, Chianti's, these big wines. But people, winemakers, were starting to grow French varietals. They were growing Cabernet and Cab Franc and Merlot and these different French varietals in Tuscany. And they were blending them with Sangioveses. And they were calling them Brunellos. They were calling them these different wines. And people in Italy were like, no, 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 you can't do that. So they created the IGT wines. And then the Super Tuscan was born. So it's these bastardized wines that people in Italy shun. But man, they're, they're some of the best blended wines you'll ever drink. Yeah. And, and it's like, who gives a shit? If, you, if I don't care about tradition. I don't care if you're telling, oh, that's not from this place. Like, dude, it tastes fucking good. Kiss my ass. There's a point to where you can't care what the critics say. And you go, you can come here and eat my food or don't eat my food. The people that like good flavors and like my creativity are going to come back. And that's the main thing that you need to care about. I will step down. Sorry. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. No, it really, really is. And I just, I could, I could, I'm only as good as where I'm from, you know? And like, mm -hmm. I, I, I can read as many books as I want and I do, and I can test as many recipes as I, as I want. And I do, but I'm not from China. I'm not from right. Japan. And I have the utmost respect for those chefs and that, people and that culture and that way of life and i and i love it enough to make a living doing it or at least attempt to uh so yeah fuck it if it tastes good come on down well i, I also do. think like in the world we're in right now it's it is a lot less rigid in like people need to fit into holes or to square pegs and whatnot like gender's a construct we, we your kid is <laughs> he's so cute you can come on. It's okay. It's okay. I had my kid on last week. <laughs> That's all part of this thing, man. Don't worry about it. Gilbert. She's been checking out the other computer, by the way. Watch this here. Check this out. Watch this. Oh. She's been on this screen. Your other computer's still up. She's been looking at this. See, there she is. <laughs> She's like, what's can going on over here, Dad? Can the world see over it to you? Yes. Is that your daughter? That's my son, Gilbert. Oh, your son. I'm sorry. It's all right. Like I said, gender's kind of construct. Like Algamous blob at that point, so it doesn't. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like the right now, everyone. I have no issue with people trying to put themselves into classic dishes and trying to reinvent 
the way that people eat and the way that we experience food. And I think it's, you know, we are talking about Anthony Bourdain a lot because I'm Brandon's book club. They're reading Kitchen Confidential. And he keeps asking, like, he asks everybody that we've come in contact with for the last week or so, like, hey, what's one food you wouldn't try? Because he's now saying, like, there's no world in which I'm not going to try something. Um, and I just think that's the attitude I wish people would carry when they go to new places, that it's okay to try something new and not like it. Or it's okay to try something new and really love it and find out you like something. And I think we just get stuck in these, like, this is Chinese. It needs to be Chinese. This is Japanese. It needs to be Japanese. And my husband is, Jew is I almost said my husband's Jewish. I'm Jewish. He's Japanese. We have kids. That's not a combo you see a lot. Our kids are beautiful, you know, and I just think if we all just kind of melt together and and just don't put these barriers on each other, the world is going to be so much cooler and tastier and more delicious. And I just so I like that this is where we're headed in the city. Food needs to be good. It needs mm -hmm. to be nourishing. It needs to be approachable. It needs to be nice. It needs to be mm -hmm. kind. It needs to smell good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so if you take it too far off the rails, it's no longer something it's it's no longer a meeting place mm -hmm. it's no longer a table where you sit with friends it's just kind of a weird sterilized version of something that you like you know and so bastardize the recipe change yeah. things a little bit make it out of ingredients you have in your front yard if you're lucky enough like do what you got to do and get mm -hmm. it done and just i don't know yeah let let, let them hate it's fine mm -hmm. you have food you have food to make anyway you know what i'm saying exactly that's yeah. my you point you have yeah, to be cooking leave that shit at the door Come on, let's just have a good time. Mm -hmm. Do you know, of all the people that I've interviewed, and one of the things I'm passionate about is reviews. Because for the most part in a city like ours where tourism rules, people look at reviews. And it does mean something if you're in an area where tourists go. Because, I mean, that, that could be something big. But, like, during the middle of a pandemic, people were leaving one-star reviews for stupid shit. And it's, like, ridiculous. So I've kind of been exploiting that. But the number one thing that when I ask chefs and restaurateurs and I say, what do you think about reviews? They go, I don't read them. Mm -hmm. I don't read them because people that come into the restaurant that have an opinion about my food that I don't care about. Like it's, it's, a, it's like if it's for me, if I go somewhere and I call you after the meal and I'm like, hey, man, that was terrible. I didn't like it. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you why. Maybe you take it with a grain. You maybe maybe you listen and go, hey, I'm going to make a change to that. But Karen from Skokie, Illinois, who really likes Payway, comes into <laughs> your place and is like, I didn't like y'all didn't make the the pad tie the way I like it. And you're like, I don't care. That's not you're not going to make it the way you like it. If you, How can't do you fucking like out. it, you're from Illinois. It, it, well, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not banging on Illinois. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? But like, you just kind of got to take that shit with a grain of salt, man. Yeah, you can't. Pay, att pay attention. I've always thought that it was a good idea to pay attention to the the realistic bad reviews. Yeah. To a degree, you can't you can't stare at them too much and let them consume you because it's just gonna fuck you up. Mm -hmm. But if you can pay attention from the constructive criticism that's given to you by somebody else, whether it be on Yelp, which if that went away tomorrow, I would not be fucking mad. Mm -hmm. uh, and just, I don't know, don't let it consume you, but learn from it, I guess. Well, I, I literally respond, I respond to reviews for a living. Like that is literally so much of my job is I respond to reviews, <laughs> positive, negative, whatever. And there are a lot of great feedback in those. Like if there's mm -hmm. service notes, like, Hey, I wasn't greeted for this long or Hey, my drink order, like things like that. I'm like, that's a solvable problem. Like that is an, 
something we can fix. If you just did not care for this dish, that is a personal issue. It is not coming off of the menu just because Betty didn't like it. Sorry, Mary, it's not happening. So I think that people just want, everyone just wants to have an opinion on things. And we have this, we have the internet now that allows everyone to share, you know? I mean, so it's interesting because reviews are, are helpful as far as people that can fix things. So, right, so a review is really helpful if it's a service issue, but for creative people, people who are creative and need to step outside of the box and take risks, reading reviews from the general public will stifle that creativity. Mm-hmm. If I'm somebody, if I'm a front of the house manager or a bar manager or a service manager, knowing that a table sat for 15 minutes and didn't get greeted is an issue. And I wanna know what's going on in that moment so that I can go back and I can coach the team, I can understand that's good feedback. That's math. That's, hey, you should get a greet within 15 minutes. You should have your first round of drinks within the first 20 minutes. Food taking an hour, I may, I probably knew that that was going on. But if I didn't visit the table or manager didn't visit the table, that's all stuff that, yes, that's all like one plus one equals two. I need to work on that. That's a measurable thing. Creativity and, and just how far you want to step outside the norm is not a measurable thing. That's a general public like versus dislike. And if you're an incredibly creative person, you don't need to see that shit because it will stifle your creativity. You need to be able to to push the boundaries and say, this might be what the norm is, but I'm gonna go a step beyond because I wanna challenge it. I want people to come in, they're gonna go, I never thought that this flavor and this flavor should go together but holy shit, they do. This chef pulled it off. He fire roasted this and he did this to this and this is sweet and he mixed them all together. And I've never seen anybody do that. Wow. Where the conventional person would say, you can't do that. Well, I just did. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, dude. You know, here's your bill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I think I do think um, I do think I agree with you basically hundred percent. Although I will say for me personally, I'm a super analytical person, analytical mm-hmm. person. And, um, there's a, there definitely is a place to dip your toe in the waters of, of your reviews and look at them. And like, I, like you, like you said, uh, very well, if, you know, if someone wasn't greeted for 15 minutes, that's something that we can, you know, we can do get everybody together you know, let's do a staff meal. Let's talk about greeting our tables. Let's talk about, you know, building a rapport. Uh, after all, they are our guests, and it's our, it's our job to make them feel welcome. Uh, but you know, some sometimes someone shitting in your cereal on a review board is going to mm-hmm. do a lot for you, even if you are a creative mind. Uh, and it's important to see that. It's important to look at yourself and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to create. This is what I want to accomplish. But don't get too far away from who you are, what you are. Cause if you go into it, everyone starts off with the map in their hand and the right way to go. And along the line and along the way, you can sort of kind of, you know, move away from that path and do different things and you can get super creative. You can find awesome shit. But if you veer too far, it's nice to kind of have that as a resource to reel back in and remind you what's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay, like I, I didn't need, I, I didn't need so many weird gels and foams with my, 
with my food. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's bring it back just a little bit. Let's still make it food, okay? Like, it's got to look like food. It's got to look like food. Well, I'm a, it's, I'm a. It's good to. It's just good to. And that's a. That's just one example. And it's quite irrelevant as far as my my life and and, and Clay's restaurant is concerned. But it's just good to. It, some people can knock you down a peg, and it can be bad. Some people can knock you down a peg, and it can be good. So. Just pay attention to everything that's going around, uh, going on around you. You know, make sure you stay humble and and do what you want to do and, and and keep your eye on the prize. I think is, is an important. That's almost thing. like a Jerry's final thought. Did you hear that? <laughs> like he surmised the whole thing. I love it. So because we were doing this, and I'm gonna put this out as a podcast. I'm gonna like delete the first 20 minutes of our conversation because it's it's un you can't I can't put that in an audio version. Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That's so trash of me. My bad, man. No. Dude, no, no, no. It's not you at all. I'm just I'm going to Best Buy after this. I fucking promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a super quick break to hear from a couple of our sponsors. Guys, we're gonna start off and we're gonna talk about what chefs want. And the way this company started was they literally wanted to find out what chefs want and then they wanted to do it. And they've continued doing that. And if you don't use what chefs want, um, I don't know where you've been because literally every restaurant should have what chefs want as a vendor because they carry everything. I just bought from them last week Hawaiian black sea salt, duck breast, and um, squash blossoms and English peas. All of those things for a chef to come in and do a tasting plate, it was unbelievable. But you know what? I knew I could do it because I had what chefs want. It was really, really easy to make that happen. They have no minimums, no surcharges, no fuel charges, never. No fees. Daily delivery. That's seven days a week. 24-7 customer support for you. Diverse products. All the chefs that work with them have access to thousands, literally thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. The type of flexibility helps chefs with the ability to offer and test new menu items with ease. They've got hundreds of trucks on the road. They're serving you. They're serving Nashville, Louisville. They're in Denver. I mean, they're growing like crazy. They don't grow like crazy because they're not doing a good job. They've been a huge help to restaurants during the pandemic. These guys really are. If you're an independent restaurant, if you're any restaurant, you need to be going to whatchefswant.com and checking out what they have and starting an account, whatchefswant.com. Another company I want to talk about today is Cytex. Cytex is your linen company. If you have napkins, uh, sorry, linens, tablecloths, first aid kits, sanitizer, they do uniforms. Their uniforms are amazing. If you didn't know they did uniforms, aprons, chef coats, they do it all. And you know what? Cytex is one of those companies that uh, I actually contacted them to see if they like to be part of this because I believe them. You know, of all the linen companies that I worked with in the past, linen is one of those crazy things that you, they have this, this reputation of not being the best companies. And when I interviewed every single one of them, let me tell you, that reputation was earned because there are some real, uh, real bad guys out there. But Cytex was different. My experience with Cytex was different throughout the entire thing. I call Ross Chandler like every week just because I'm interested to hear about him because I really like him. He's a friend of mine. But also, I love learning subtle nuances from these different industries that are kind of lines on P&Ls that, that they can help. They help me so much. I have so many different events that I work with that they bring me different colored linens for. 
they're, you know what? They're just amazing. Brett, our driver, I have him on speed dial. He's on my cell phone. He helps us out if we ever miscalculate what we're needing. They're just such a great company. Check them out at scitex-corp.com or follow them on LinkedIn. They're looking for people right now. If you want a career in the textiles industry, if you want to start working for Scitex, you can go right now and apply for a job. They pay well. They love hiring women in leadership, minorities. They're an equal opportunity employer. They are awesome uh, family-owned business, and you should support them through your restaurant. They're based in uh, Kentucky, and they're just good people. So Cytex is your company for linens, tablecloths, and uniforms. Check them out now. So let's let everybody in that you are the chef at Punk Walk. And Punk Walk is a new concept by yourself and Chef Clay Greenberg, formerly of Silo, formerly of Virago. You've been in town 11 years. Um, You started cooking in East Nashville. You're an artist. You have a passion for what you're doing. Um, You were working at Silo under a chef, uh, and I'm going to say her name, Kristen Berenson, who's... um, been all over town. She's amazing. I, I'm a big fan of, of Kristen. And Great woman. one of the things that you said was, hey, make it right or make it twice, that she was putting out food that had to look good, had to be right. And I think those are fundamentals. That's a fundamental to me that you have to understand. It's like full hands in, full hands out. Hot food, hot, cold, Robinson, cold. But I'm all about my fundamentals, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, that, that's the thing. We can all be crazy, but you have to execute fundamentals to a degree uh, so you're there and then you guys had the idea hey look let's do this thing called punk walk it'd be a lot of fun you're going to do a pop-up on march the 2nd at silo of course there's a tornado that night for some unforeseen reason you guys didn't do it the next day silo's gone windows blown out the whole restaurant's just basically trashed and from there you guys decided hey look we're going to do this new concept called punk walk it's going to be in Sylvan Supply. You're going to open it in August, hopefully, your actual brick and mortar. But you're doing a pop-up this Saturday at the Honey Tree Meadery from 6 to 10. Am I, am I, did I catch the listeners up? Yes. Yeah. yeah, for the most part. That's, that's exactly right. Okay. So this Saturday from 6 to 10, there's going to be live music. You can drink all the mead that you would like to consume. And what are you going to be cooking? What example of punk walk are we going to be popping up um in, in this i mean this is just going to be sort of very simple uh very approachable as xinjiang lamb skewers which is like a northern chinese um dish uh it's got a lot of it's very interesting uh it's got it's got on one side it's got szechuan peppercorns it's got your your stuff that you're used to coming across and then they throw cumin in there and some other almost middle eastern spices so it's a kind of an interesting dish in, in the sense it's a lot of, uh, it's an amalgamation, I guess you could say. Uh, and then doing some pretty classic Japanese yakitori, uh, but but awesome. I mean, you know, not, nothing's wrong with doing something simple, man. That's mm-hmm. usually the yeah, best. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then we're just kind of going across the board as far as what we like flavor-wise. What we would want to eat, man, that's kind of, you know, you're proud of what you, you're proud of things like that. So that's kind of what we, we're trying to do. What's the, Saturday. what's the number one compliment somebody could give you somebody's there the night and they say hey man i heard you on national restaurant radio whatever what's the number one comment what means the most to you when people tell you something positive about yourself or your work or whatever i think just thanks man 
you know, just, Hey, you're here. And that, that, that's awesome to me. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't really quite know how to answer that question. Like I said, this is really honestly my first go around at this. I'm really honored that Clay allowed me to, to sort of stretch my legs creatively and, and, and chose me to do this and thought that I was capable of doing it and stands behind me. And just the fact that uh, people show up is enough. They don't have to, they could be anywhere in the world right now, not to quote Jay-Z, but they could be <laughs> anywhere in the world right now. And they're right here with me, you know? So that's kind of just cool in and of itself. I'm fine with that. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't need, I don't need people patting me on the back. You're here and uh, you've, you're smiling and you're eating my food or our food rather. And uh, yeah, that's, I, yeah, I guess that is my answer to the question. Just be here, just be there and enjoy it and try to have the best time you can because that's why we do it, you know? Cooks are just, uh, I don't know, they're kind of psychotic in that way. Where they, just, <laughs> <laughs> they just get off on making people happy with no return. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of the job, so. So I love that you referenced Jay-Z and one of my questions for you was also gonna be, um, who, what music do you listen to? Because punk walk, I assume you listen to. I love funk. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> funk. Um, I grew up skateboarding. I've been skateboarding my whole life. Uh, and punk is, a, it's a counterculture. Mm -hmm. uh, at least it was. <laughs> it's in the Olympics now. But uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love punk music. Uh, I love skateboarding. I love hip hop. Uh, I used to do graffiti a lot when I was a kid. Got in trouble a couple times. You and Edgar Victoria. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, uh, hip hop and punk probably. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing I, anything I won't listen to new country. That's the only music I won't listen to. I hate it. I, I think mean, that's a fair assessment. I, I also trash. don't really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking trash. I mean, listen, I love like Casey Musgraves, but that's not like down home new country to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's there's good people out there, but yeah, hip hop and punk. That's probably my favorite. I love hip hop and I love yeah. punk. I mean, shit, if you ever do a music podcast, call me up. We can talk about punk and hip hop all day. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a million of those. <laughs> That's true. What's your favorite restaurant in Nashville? If you were choosing, you're going out to eat, taking your favorite person, where are you going? Man, honestly, probably going to T10. I love that place, dude. It's so yeah. chill. It's so chill. And like you just sit at the bar and just kind of like just let the calories take you. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're probably one of just 10 let, people who have answered that question that way. Just let your fucking eyes roll back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 210 like, Jack, East Nashville, Jess and Trey. So good. That place is so good. Obviously, that needs to be a top 10 list because, you know, who knows? Depending on what I consumed that day, it could be a different answer. I don't know. But right now, it's probably T10. I love that place. And Jess and Trey are really fucking awesome people. So anytime, they were, you, can, anytime you can support an awesome person doing an awesome thing, I'm all about it. They were my co-hosts uh, two weeks ago on our new podcast, Talk and Shift, mm -hmm. uh, which is on Sunday nights. The next one's going to be Sunday, August the 1st. I'm still working on my co-host because I'm... I've got people already in line. I just want to make sure I can announce them and verify everything. But next Sunday night, uh, August the 1st, we'll be doing Talk and Shift again. And uh, Jess and Trey were my co-hosts with uh, Mikey and Brian from Mockingbird. And we had so much fun. Like, Jess is everything. I just love her to death. Yeah, they're great, man. They got their heads on straight. Yes, they do. It was really unfortunate to hear about 
I mean, there are a lot of people that definitely ended, ended up holding the shit into the stick during the pandemic. It was really Green unfortunate peasant. to hear about Green Peasant. Were you there? Did you work there? Yeah, dude. Uh, like, I got in there early. I was actually, I like actually helped like clean the floors and shit while construction was going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause they had a kitchen staff, but not a kitchen of cooking yet. And so they allowed some of us to come in and help the construction crews clean up and stuff. And just like sweep and like clean up trash and things like that. So, I mean, I was OG. Yeah. Green Peasant. That place is great. It was awesome. Wasn't it beautiful? I it got to beautiful. eat there a it couple times. It was fun. The amount of dedication and work that went in there that went on in there was just, it was awesome. Let's say it sucks. It didn't work out. It's a tragedy because that restaurant was amazing, but you know what? For all, everything has a reason. I'm sure something, you know, give them more time to put time into doing something else. And um, maybe they needed the time off. I, I don't know, but there, I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah, man. When life closes the door, it usually opens a window. They're all good. Exactly. They'll be fine. They'll do something good. Well, awesome, man. Well, Thank you for coming on today. You know, we uh and ruining 20 minutes at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> you didn't you didn't do that at all, man. I stopped it and been like, let's fix this before we move on. Um, I was just trying to bear through it and I was like, this isn't gonna happen. So yeah, we're we're gonna put this out. If you watch it on YouTube or on Facebook, you can see the first 20 minutes and you can you can get through it if you want. The actual audio podcast will just be the last. 30 minutes and um, oh, I'm gonna go watch it and I'm gonna hate yeah. myself the entire time. I <laughs> you're gonna you get that. to that's, this part and you're gonna go, that's who I am. I'm gonna go pour up a bowl of Cheerios, watch the first 20 minutes, and just shake my head incessantly. That's okay, that's, that's a thing, you know. Sometimes hey, you gotta do that. It's, it's that bad review I was talking about. I was gonna <laughs> say, you might sometimes be able to learn from it, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, we'll look forward to seeing you Saturday night. Um, I'm going to try and make it out. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm going to try. We've got a really busy night at the restaurant, so I'm going to probably be knee-deep in, in parties and fun times. But um, I'm going to try and make it out if I can, maybe after the shift, because I can get out like 8 or 9. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. One of the last things that we like to do for every episode is you get to take us out. You get to say the final word. You get to whatever you want to say to the city of Nashville, the, the chefs and restaurant owners listening right now, the general public, whoever listens to this podcast, whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, the floor is yours. Take us out. I'm going to start by saying be nice, be kind, and be friendly to people that are around you because that's what we need to do as human beings. Secondly, I'm going to say come Saturday and eat some food. Because there's a nice human who wants to feed it to you. Thirdly, I'm going to say, I can't wait to see you all at Punk Walk. I, it's going to be a really good time. There's going to be fun drinks to be had and good food to be eaten. And fourthly and finally, I'm going to say thank you to the both of you for uh, talking to me and allowing me to talk to you. Uh, sorry about the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to hate myself forever. Um <laughs> And yeah, this is this was a lot of fun. This is my first time ever doing something like this, and you guys really made me feel important and cool. So thanks for that. Everybody likes to feel that way. So, uh, and thanks for everybody who tuned in, and thanks for everybody who listens. And uh, we hope to see you real soon. Deal. All right, man. Thank you so much, and it's our absolute pleasure to have you. It's so nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, man. <laughs> pleasure was all mine. I assure you. No, no, the pleasure was all on this side of the table. Thank you, Grant. And thank you to Clay Greenberg 
who made this happen. And we're going to we're going to get Gr- Clay on the podcast. It's going to happen. And uh, we're going to talk about all the things. So thank you all for listening. Sorry about the uh, the little differences in uh, the sound and all that stuff. We're getting it together. But thank you for listening. And uh, we hope that you're being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.